0: I have helped hundreds of men. Maybe we're into the thousands now. I don't keep that good of track of my numbers, but I know we're at the very high hundreds. I've helped so many men get their banter skills in shape so that they're able to get women off of the internet or off the street and onto a date. Guys that don't know how to talk or have rehearsed plan lines or bad pickup artist moves don't get the dates. Girls want authenticity. And I can teach you how to authentically banter, create attraction, flirt, tease, tease without offending her. I know that's a big thing you guys are always worried about. And be that smooth, easy breezy guy that you've always wanted to be. You can't do it unless you put in the work. So email me at kristen at Kristenandchill.com and we'll work something out. I want you to get your banter skills in shape. And if it's not your banter skills, I can make you a kick-ass profile. I've got the eye for it, baby. I know what women are looking for and I get guys so many matches. Why let all those guys get the matches when you can get them too? So again, email me at kristen at and we'll figure out exactly what you need to get your dating game where it should be, which is way up high. Right now, it might be ankle height. And unless you have really, really, really high ankles, that's not very high. So I'll hopefully see you at Kristenandchill.com.
1: Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chicktionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the dictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we dive deep into masculinity. But not just like what masculinity is, because you all should know by now what being masculine means. But we talk about how to maintain that masculinity when you get into dating and a relationship with a woman that you really like. This is a challenging thing for most men, establishing boundaries and really understanding how and who you want to be around the woman in your life. We have Sean Haywood on with us to discuss this and really dive deep and dissect how to maintain your masculinity. So keep listening. (music)
0: guys. Welcome to another episode of the Ask Women podcast, your favorite podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Kristen Carney. And of course, I'm here with Marty Kinris. And today we have Sean Haywood, who is a PhD and master coach of Reimagine Love. Hey, Sean, thanks for hanging with us today.
2: Yeah, heck yeah. Thank you guys so much (laughs) for having me.
1: Yes, we are so excited. But before we dive into what we're going to talk about today, which is really teaching guys how to hone, own, and maintain their masculinity, at the beginning of a relationship and then deep into a relationship, I want to find out a little bit more about reimagine love. What
2: is that? So, I've been a coach for 23 years, and about love. 15 years ago, we shifted a bit to the reimagine love model. And it's really just rooted in reimagining love in all areas of your life. So, oftentimes clients will come to us and they need to reimagine love for themselves, right? So, men yeah. or women, and they've just you know, they've become depressed or anxious or just, you know, things in life have gone haywire. And then there's reimagining love with a partner or sometimes Mm -hmm. children if you've been divorced and then that can get sticky or hairy. So yeah, so we just really love the concept of reimagining love for all the areas of your life.
1: I love that. So it's really just looking at love differently or looking at it from all angles instead of just maybe this Magical vision. I've actually reimagined love recently, so oh, what? my husband and I have been it's not sexy, <laughs> but it's actually ending up being very sexy because of what we're reimagining. So my husband he travels a lot, so he went away for about three weeks. and when he came back, myself and my two sons were very sick. We had the flu, oh. so he wore a mask and he started sleeping downstairs and kind of stayed. <laughs> Down there, till now, which I, like okay <laughs> No, but it's been amazing for our yeah. relationship. It's wonderful because he doesn't have to worry about getting up in the middle of the night and waking me up. Yeah, like I still have the kids sleeping in my bed because they come into my room every yeah. night at three o'clock. but like, there's something nice to being in a bedroom at the end of the night. By yourself and not like worrying about somebody else. And it's been so it's nice to
0: feel divorced. It
1: is. It's so nice. But I have been more cuddly, more warm, more loving. It's really strange because you think like oh, if you're separated in that way. It's going to sort of break down your relationship. That's the fear. But it's actually done the opposite. I look forward to hanging out with him at the end of the night and I'm like sad when he goes off. Up to the, to his little <laughs> bedroom downstairs, but like oh, I awesome. was sick, and then he was sick, and then my parents were in town, and then my sons were sleeping in our bed, so he was sleeping in the other. Like <laughs> it just it hasn't really shifted him back into the bedroom for some reason, and it's been like two and a half months, and <laughs> it's been really nice. But that's a you know the point of you can't just look at it through one lens. Right. And you can't right. be shamed mm-hmm. or shameful that you're this lens that everybody else is looking through, or you're thinking everybody else is looking through. It's not the lens that you look through. So I love what right. you guys are doing. Thank you. And helping people see it from so many different angles. And what I really wanted to dive into today is you've given me a list of things, and it's really all kind of the same thing. They're all the things that are going to flow into one another. But the main one that I want to talk about is for the guys who are listening, because it's mainly guys who listen to this show. It's how to maintain your masculinity or ramp it up while dating, while still mm. moving towards commitment and also the importance of maintaining that masculinity and the consequences if you don't, like as you get deeper into a relationship. So mm-hmm. maybe talk about what that means to maintain your masculinity and what masculinity are guys maintaining? or what is it that they should be maintaining. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh gosh. It's such a, such a, Potent, powerful question because, you know, in the work that we do with couples, what we see almost every single time, and we call it selling ourselves out, yeah. where men have just like given they've up. bent and they've shifted and they've turned and they've given up hobbies and they've given up hanging out with their friends and they just like one piece after the other of their you know, what made them sort of the vibrant man that, that their lady, you know, wants to date or fell in love with years ago, right? That just starts to dwindle.
1: Why does it happen?
2: Well, interestingly, because women are usually given the hat that's like, oh, we're the emotional ones, right? Like We have more emotional intelligence and all the stuff, which isn't really true. And so men end up wanting to be in a lot of cases, of course, this isn't across the board, but they really want it to be pleasing at home. Mm-hmm. So they'll go to work and they're crushing it at work and they're making the money and they're doing all the stuff. And then at home, it's like not getting respect, mm-hmm. you know, not having sex much anymore, if any. And so they just start to sell themselves out and it becomes really unattractive, mm-hmm. right? If you're just like, yes, ma'am. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Whatever you want to do, not making decisions. So they lose their assertiveness. Mm-hmm. They lose their decision-making. They lose their boundaries. And it's like... Is this lost because most men don't
1: know that they have those things in the first place or that they're not establishing them in the beginning? Like what
2: happens? Yeah, it can be both, really. More of the time we see that... Men have a little of that. Like, because you know, they want to plan dates at the beginning Mm -hmm. and be romantic and stuff. And then, you know, depending on let's say the woman has a a bit of controllingness, right? And she like maybe made fun of one date he took her on. Mm -hmm. Well, then they just start to shut down if they're not feeling good enough. Right. Like Mm -hmm. men really need a lot of praise. They need to they need to know, like, yeah, you crushed that, or yeah, that was awesome, or whatever it is. So if they were setting Boundaries at the beginning, which usually they do, right? Right. Or at least they're still hanging out with their guy friends. They're they're doing their stuff, and so over time, when that starts to, as they get deeper into a relationship, this is when we start to see it fail. They're like, yeah. oh, their buddy's called three weeks in a row, and they're not playing. Basketball, right? Right, and so more and more, it just becomes available because they want to please, they want to be like the best partner, they want to get laid, <laughs> like all this stuff, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. Well, it's the same thing for women in the beginning. Of you know, I always said whenever my
1: girlfriends got into a new relationship, I'm like, you have three months. I'm not going to see you for three months, and then you got to work yourself back. Yeah, because in the beginning, you kind of give up the rest of your life, and you sort of don't don't have any rules, you don't have yeah. any boundaries, you're just into that person. And then things start to shift, but you haven't yes. established those boundaries yet. So then you feel bad about like, oh, now I want to hang out with my friends on Wednesday, even though every other Wednesday for the past three months, we've hung out with each other. Exactly, and It becomes difficult and challenging. And then you say it and then she's hurt. And then you're like, oh, I'm not going to say that again. I'm going to lose her. So I understand how and where all of this happens. So how can men... Like, let's say they're not establishing boundaries Mm -hmm. in the beginning because they're just having fun, right? There's no boundaries to be set. They're sort of just throwing everything to the wind Mm -hmm. and just enjoying themselves. How do men start to reset those boundaries or even set those boundaries without being a dick, without being angry, without being a pushover? Like, how do they do that so that a woman is like, okay, I get it and... I'm okay with it. Or I may not be okay with it, but I'm going to have mm-hmm. to be if I want to be with, with you. How do you do it?
2: Yeah. Ooh, I love that question. So, and this is one of the absolute core tenants that we work on, whether they're single, divorced, or married, right? Like they come to us and they're, they have really sold themselves out. So in terms of first setting boundaries, we really teach them to, to look at what's important in their life. Like, what do you want to reclaim? right? Like when you fell out of love with yourself over these years, right? Or over this amount of time, because that's really what happens. We sell ourselves out and like, oh, now I just am a yes person or, you know, I only do family stuff or whatever. So helping them get really clear about what's going to help them fall back in love with themselves, back in love with life, and then be able to feed and nurture other relationships. So let's say it's, I don't know, a night out with the guys, right? Like rekindling Mm -hmm. basketball night on Sundays. And so just really sharing and being vulnerable with the women in their life that's like, hey, I'm losing myself. I don't feel good, right? We see men get to like a lot of anxiety when they're pleasing, pleasing, pleasing and trying not to get in trouble and do all the things. And so having a vulnerable conversation with their partner or girlfriend and then just stating like the first thing that they're going to rekindle. Now, mm-hmm. if that's something external, that is one set of of boundary skills. If it's a situation where they've gotten into, and as you might imagine, this is one of the biggest things that we see with our couples that we work with, is they get into a dynamic where he's shut down and she's super pissed off, right? And yeah. so he hasn't been stepping into his masculinity. He's not making decisions. She feels like she has to do everything. And so it's to a place where she might be even a little bit verbally abusive, like you're lazy and you're not doing all the stuff and you never, and I always. And so in that way, you know, it shows up a little bit differently and like, okay, your first boundary is lovingly restating as many times as it takes. That you're not allowed to speak to me in that tone or with those words or whatever, mm-hmm. and that is really is a big call to courage for men to mm-hmm. to start to say that. But as soon as they do, that's that masculine energy that was so attractive to mm-hmm. to begin with. So they're like hundred oh, percent, oh, oh, like I'm super pissed off. And then wait a second, but also that was sexy, right? And so then it's just yeah. you know starting to shift the dynamic. Yeah, and I will say, like even for me, I, I
1: find that super attractive. So it's funny because yeah. I. I do that with my children, right? So if they start talking (laughs) to me in a rude voice, but you do it with care and with kindness. And you just say like, listen, I want to talk this through with you, but I can't hear you when you talk to me like that. Yeah. If you're going to talk to me kindly, I can listen. If not, I'm going to be in the other room. Come find me. Yeah. So most of the guys who listen to this podcast, I would say a lot of them, you know, maybe have gone through a divorce and are single again, Mm -hmm. but most of them are single. So I would love to talk about like in those beginning stages. So for example, say they're hot and heavy for five months, right? And then the guy happens to be an introvert or he likes his alone time. Mm -hmm. He's been having the woman sleep over at his house every single night or, you know, she wants to text all the time. Yeah. But it's wearing on him. How does he establish that boundary? One, with kindness, but second, with masculinity to be clear on what it is that he needs. Like, how would you suggest framing that to a woman, because I can, like, even when you were saying the version before, I could hear the woman on the other side, like, I could hear her shutting down, right? Yeah, yeah. So how do we do it so that both sides can feel great yeah. about what's happening, even though it may not be what they want?
2: Yeah, yeah. And honestly, we really teach people to stop tiptoeing. Like, it's just such a shit show. Yeah, there's no point. Like, our culture is so just like enabling and tiptoeing and Oh, what if I what if somebody's feelings gets hurt? It's like people's feelings get hurt. No matter what you do. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Because if you have hurt here, then it's gonna come out with the people mm-hmm. in your life. So we teach love and candor, like, but really radical self-responsibility and honesty. And so if it comes to a time, it's like, hey, I really love spending time with you and I need to you know do these things over here or rekindle this relationship with a friend or whatever it might be. So so radical self responsibility means that I'm in charge of my experience of life, not yours. I can't be in charge of anybody else's. And so the only way that we are responsible to other people is exactly what you said Marnie is being kind but sharing the truth. Like just here's what mm-hmm. it is and here's my decision and here's how this is going to go and I don't really enjoy texting all the time. Like, it's not innately hurtful unless you go inside and say, oh my gosh, they're rejecting me. Right? It's the extra messages.
1: Right. How do we help with that side? Because And yes, obviously, it's the other side's position to say, that really hurt my feelings Mm -hmm. when you said that. But let's say we don't have people who are, like, capable of doing that just yet. Right. So, mm-hmm. is there a way for the man? Because so I want to give the men as much guidance as possible to help her also not go to that place. And it's still with kindness. Like, sure. So, instead of saying, I don't like texting, I don't want to text every night, moving forward, mm-hmm. I don't think we should. That's the radical truth. <laughs> it's radical truth. Yeah. But what's the kindness portion?
2: Yeah. So, it's very easy to soften things just by saying, like, I know you really enjoy this and I really appreciate how much you reach out. It makes me feel really cared for, right? So that in that way, you're just stepping sort of in front of your message and validating where she, where you think she might be, right? Or where she probably is because at first, mm-hmm. like the men often chase and then the women start chasing back and then the men yeah. sometimes are like, oh, that's too much, right? They might get a little overwhelmed. And so coming from a place of truly just like meeting them where they are, validating their situation is the l- most loving way that you can approach a sort of a techie or sticky situation, potentially sticky situation. Wonderful. Do you think that you should
1: give guidelines for how much you should communicate? Like for for clarity to the woman? Mm-hmm. Because I listen, in my heyday, I was a very insecure female when it came to dating <sighs> men in my life, right? So I know that that sentences like that, I wouldn't reach out at all. I know that yeah. that's how I would internalize. it. Oh, oh because I wasn't oh, because I wasn't confident point. enough to say like, okay, well, how often should do you want me? Mm-hmm. Now I could say that because I understand of where other people are coming from. But back in the day, I'd be like, he doesn't want me contacting him at all. I'm just gonna let him do it, and then it turns into this game. Exactly. So mm-hmm. to like top up what you said because I love everything that you said. Could guys also say? you know, like maybe a text or two a day. And I really like you. Exactly. This is not to say anything about how I feel about you. Mm -hmm. It's just what I'm capable of doing in terms of texting. And I want to hear from you.
2: Yeah. No, I totally love that. And that's just like doing a good job of setting it up for success. So if we can get to men before they're dating, right? Before they initiate this relationship, then it's much easier to teach them. This is where they are. The guy's listening. Yeah, yes, yes. Okay, to set it Perfect. up for success and sort of, you know, be more upfront. Like, text really isn't my thing. I'd rather get on the phone or when they're yes. in and then they want to back up a little bit because they having their feels overwhelmed or like it's going too fast or whatever it might be, then it's like get on the phone Mm -hmm. so they can hear your voice, right? Tone of voice goes a really long way. And yes, that takes more courage. It definitely does to Mm -hmm. get on the phone or on their next date to say, you know, this, like these pieces aren't really working for me. Here's what I prefer. How do you feel about that? A conversation is so much more brave and vulnerable, right? Like for everybody. It's- mm-hmm. Then it ends up training
1: the other person. Like that's how I exactly. learned
2: about
1: sex. That's how I learned about... Not how I learned about communication, but I feel like it's how my husband is learning about communication because I'm trying to practice the things that I'm learning. And I feel like he might be fighting back a lot of it or has in the past, but he's opening up more because he's seeing me do it and not having a negative reaction. Exactly. So,
2: hmm That modeling is amazing.
1: Yes. Modeling. That's the perfect word for it. Like Modeling in the beginning is essential. I want to take a quick break. And then when we come back, I want to talk about how to stand out on a first date and keep her coming back for more. And I'm assuming this is more of like bringing that masculinity into your dates, but I want to dive into that. So we will be back with Sean Haywood right after this.
0: Hey, Massachusetts. Yes, this is for you. Listen up. The wait is finally over. FanDuel, America's number one sports book, is now live in your state. And new customers in Massachusetts can get in on the action with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at fanDuel.com slash Boston. Finally, you can bet on all your favorite sports from the money line to point spreads to player props and more. The app is so easy to use and so user-friendly, so bet now on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Don't miss your chance to get $200 in bonus bets. Win or lose. Visit fanduel.com boston and make every moment more on America's number one sportsbook. 21 plus and present in mass. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as is non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Hope is here. Gambling Helpline MA.org or call 1 800 327 5050 for 24 7 support.
2: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos,
1: Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com
2: slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If
1: you listen to the Ask Woman podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle and that's flirting or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic Approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly, and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to WingGirlMethod.com/flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to WingGirlMethod/slash flirty and you'll find out all about it. All right, we are back. And I do want to dive into two more of the topics that you listed. So number one, actually, you tell me which one you want to talk about first. How to stand out on a first date and keep her coming back for more or how to identify your ideal mate and move toward building a relationship that is unbreakable. Ooh, Maybe the second one? Yeah, let's talk about that and then get to the first date because I think that's a good way to end the show. But yeah, let's talk about like, I know so many guys, they just cast this wide. People do in general, right? Yeah. I see it when I help guys with their online dating profiles. And I know Kristen sees it as well. They're like, I'll take whatever you want to give me. I'll just accept anything, have no boundaries in place, no wants, no desires. And both Kristen and I, and I'm sure you do as well, help you know, them fine-tune what they're actually looking for yeah. so that they can be more them. But when it comes to looking for your ideal mate and you don't know what that is, like where do you even start?
2: Yeah. So we actually have three pieces that we use here. So that like the end of this might sound a little woo-woo, but it works so well. I'll be curious to know how you guys use these tools or if you use tools like this, honestly. Yeah. So one, we have them do like three ideal profiles. So one is my ideal self inside of a relationship. Like as I'm dating and as that leads up, like, how do I, how do I want to show up? Right. Maybe it's like maintaining masculinity, not machismo or, you know, not like being a doucher, but like right. how to be what's like a strong masculine man. What does that look like? How do they define that themselves? Okay. And so how do I want to show up in a relationship? And then secondly is, and I literally uh, qualities, characteristics of an ideal mate. What is she, you know, if you want to have a wish list, then put it on there. So we certainly don't encourage it all to be like, okay, she needs to have, you know, this size breasts or, you know what I mean? But physical, like their, you know, chemistry is important. So it could be a blonde or brunette or redhead or whatever you know, lifestyle things are really important to get clear about. Do we both love to snowboard? Yeah. Right? Like, I love to snowboard. Okay, they need to love to snowboard or hike or whatever if they want to have... Or
1: is she open to it? Is she active? Exactly. Right.
2: So just getting really clear about the kind of person, how she communicates, you know, maybe there's even like a type of job or not a type of job. Like, okay, I don't want anyone who works evenings. That wouldn't work for me. Or whatever and then lifestyle yeah. pieces are really really important like maybe the most important and then values are really mm-hmm. really important because values are how we work to you know make decisions right so if those are out of alignment mm-hmm. it makes it really difficult so having your ideal self your ideal mate what does that look like those characteristics and then lastly your ideal relationship together what do we look like as a pair how do we navigate a day how do we navigate conflict how do we navigate travel? How do we navigate dating? You know what I mean? Whatever, all the things. And the more specific you can get in each of these, the more powerful it's going to start showing up in life. So the woo-woo part is then we have people read it every day, twice a day. And when they wake up... Yeah, it's just visualizing. Exactly. And that's just like calling it in. And the other pieces that we have them like sort of add on to the bottom is they're deal breakers so that they don't get on dates and go, oh, well, you know, this is okay, but she did have 15 drinks on our first date and I really didn't right. want or, to drink. Yeah, that's al- what I was going to say too. An she's an alcoholic. Like, yeah, yeah. Right. Right. But she's so pretty, right? And so yeah. it's so easy for men to be like, oh, I mean, it's close enough, Right. Because yeah, no, it's easy for everybody. for everybody. That's the whole thing.
1: It's easy for everybody because at the end of the day, when you're on a date, you feel something with them, right? And you like that feeling. Yes. So you sort of brush aside all of these other things, which is fine, right? But then afterwards, after those feelings, not that they're gone, but they're not in front of you. It's really going home and thinking through Hmm. Is this somebody I want to see again? Yes, I had fun with them. Yes, they were enjoyable. Yes, I could sleep with them, but they're not dating potential, at least not right now from what I'm seeing. Right. I know you said it's woo-woo. I don't think it's woo-woo at all. It's extremely logical. Yeah, Like what you're advising people to do. It's like the most logical way you can process this information. Is this good? Is this bad? Is it right for me? Is it wrong for me? Do we share similar values? Is this somebody that I can compromise with? For sure. I think having all of those things at top of mind or at least being aware of those things in the background, Mm -hmm. it just helps you select better. And it also boosts confidence saying like, "Yes, I know what I want. These are things that I won't take in. And you can date from that place rather than like, but you're on a date with me. Like you could say anything horrible to me and I'll date you again.
2: Right. Right. That's the sellout piece, right? Where it's like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, it's good enough. And, you know, just training singles to look at okay, I saw this one thing, right? Because some people can get hyper-focused on the little negative things that really should move toward acceptance and be like, okay, that's not really a thing. (laughs) You know, like, oh, she has a freckle in the wrong place or, you know, whatever. Menial things.
1: Or she won't play tennis. Like those are things that like sometimes people get way too fixated on. Yes,
2: yes. So there's the things that you want to ask yourself, okay, is this a piece where I can give some acceptance? Yeah and it's still going to be great or is this something that i'm settling for those two ideas can be really really confusing when you're feeling alone or when you know she was super hot and you like want to get naked right and then you start to to not be rational right you put on those rose colored mm-hmm. glasses and you're not rational about okay this characteristic that i saw is really going to perpetuate into something really icky Right. Or is it something I just need to accept because it's just a small difference?
1: Yeah. And my husband says to me all the time, and we say it to each other, there's like 90% I love and 10%. Yeah. I could do it without <laughs> about each other. Right. Because that's the truth. These are just human interactions. Right. It's just how it works. And you accept them. You're going to have a problem with everybody. There's going to be something because we're all individuals, but it's like, it's what you can live with. And like the balance of how much you really enjoy and love on the other side. Exactly. At least that's you know, that's how I view it. But I think that that's healthy. You can't like somebody a hun- I barely like my children a hundred percent of the time, you know. Shut like up. so it's just not realistic. Even some of my best friends, I'm like, oh God, shut up, stop talking. Like that's just how humans are. It's just how we work. We're not in a loving space 24 hours a day a hundred percent of the time. It's a good goal. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. If you can like even 70% is pretty good. Yeah. But let's dive into how to stand out on your first date. How do you stand out? Like, especially now today, like how do you stand out while still maintaining your masculinity, Mm -hmm. your independence, like (sighs) without becoming this guy who's just trying to make the date all about her and pleasing her on the date? Like, how do you do it?
2: Yeah, it's certainly a balance, right? Because you want to set things up for success and not for confusing expectations later, right? Mm-hmm. So as you might imagine, you know, doing some personal like internal work, growth, healing evolution just allows men to show up more their self, right? So it's a little a little challenging to explain in a sense because you want them to be who like genuinely who they are, not who they're trying to be not who they're Mm -hmm. pretending to be, right? And so when men are preparing for a first date, second date, third date, right? I like them to get really clear about who am I and how do I want to show up, right? Like literally, how do I want to show up on this date? When this girl goes home, if I really like her, what do I want her to be left with? Right? What do I want her to be thinking about? And when you start with the end in mind, it allows you to set things up for success, right? So you're not just going and, oh, you know, her profile said she loves this restaurant and this wine and this that and that uh, whatever, right? It's like, okay, sure, well, maybe we'll go to sushi because she loves sushi, but create some uniqueness in the date, and that can be uniqueness in within your personality, or it could be just like finding something weird and random to do that she's going to be like, man, that dude was quirky, but awesome. So we like to teach men and both men and women, but when we're working with with single men, like when you're striving to stand out, you want to be your real self so that you're setting it up for success. But also this like beautiful space of playfulness or uniqueness that is unique to that person. Does that make sense? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. It totally makes sense. So what do you say, like when it comes to showing up as you, right? And mm-hmm. being yourself on the date, how much do you share? Like, yeah, what are some like rules around how much of you do you show? Do you have to mirror how much she's showing? Like, mm-hmm. I know that it's not like a set formula, but yeah, how much, Will you reveal about you? Mm -hmm. Because I know that there's, you know, tons of people who talk about, don't talk about your divorce or don't talk about your last relationship or don't say negative things. Like, what's your opinion on this? Like, how much of you do you share? I know you said like, how do you want to show up on this date? It's a really good way to think about it. Like, so it could be, I want to show up open-minded and fun and playful and not getting into Mm -hmm. anything too serious, but open to talking serious. Like, I guess it's really your choice about how much you want to share. But are there rules to what to share?
2: For sure, gosh. I mean, maybe a couple rules. I, I probably have more rules for women, honestly, than I yeah. do for men, right? Because coming across too strong as a woman it can be a very efficient turnoff. So women generally need yeah. to be like a little slower stepping in, because you know most of the time women are like, "Oh, he's dreamy. Let's get married this week," <laughs> right? Where men were like, "Okay, whoa, that's okay, that's scary." And if they have commitment challenges, you know, then there's like other layers. So when men are coming in. In terms of sharing, just like a general rule is open your heart if that feels good, right? But don't just sit around a bitch. It's a really big difference to be like, very man, different. I went through a really rough divorce a year ago or last year or two years ago. And, you know, I'm still healing. I'm still working on it or, you know, whatever the context is. That's very different than I got a divorce and she is this and she's a bitch and this and this. She's taking all my money. Exactly. And if that shows up for a woman, my advice to her would be like, oh, no, that's that's a big one. Big red flag. (laughs) Run for your life. And vice versa. I totally agree with you. Yeah. I mean, if the last three boyfriends or girlfriends were assholes, you're going to be one too. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's just how that goes. Well, actually, let me ask you one question. Something that
1: you kind of touched on with what you advise women. So it's interesting because like a lot of the guys that I work with, or even on my YouTube channels, mm-hmm. how come women aren't supposed to be the assertive ones and women aren't doing this and mm-hmm. women aren't doing that? You know, my response is typically like they're learning how to do these things, mm-hmm. but most often they're advised not to do a lot of these things because it's seen as too masculine and it's a turnoff right. for exactly. a lot of guys. Yeah. So that's what you've seen yeah.
2: from your experience as well. It isn't actually mm-hmm. yeah. and honestly from a our biological makeup men are designed more for the chase. Yeah. Right? We can't undo our biology, at least not yet in, the, in our evolution, right? Why not? We change it for lactose.
1: Why can't we do it for, right. for the dating game? It's so <laughs> funny. I just did listen. There's this show called, it's called Who's Smarted? And it was teaching about how before everybody was lactose intolerant, but we have actually developed a gene now in the past hundred years that allows us to break down milk and So now only two out of three people, every three people are lactose intolerant. So one out of every third person is not lactose intolerant now. So biologically, we've been able to shift. So hopefully, in the dating game, we can start doing that as well. And maybe as advice to some of the guys who are listening, maybe there's a way for them to envision how assertive they want a woman to be. And then maybe Mm -hmm. kind of announcing that on a date just to let a woman know it's okay to be assertive. Like... I'm an alpha female and I have a lot of friends who are alpha women as well. Sure. And it's a challenge for us, right? To not Mm -hmm. go after what we want. So if there are guys who actually don't mind it. Yeah. Actually, let's talk for a second. I want to, if you don't mind staying on a little bit longer, I do want to talk about alpha women. So do you know how they date differently? I'm I'm sort of guessing you're an alpha woman Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. How do you think that they date differently? than other women who are oh, gosh, maybe a bit more beta. or... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, do they need to have more of the... I'm asking this because I have this program called my Inner Circle Coaching Program. Mm-hmm. Group coaching once a week. It's a great group for anybody who wants to join. But this one guy came on who I absolutely love. And he's outlined the kind of women that he wants to date. Mm-hmm. And they are more alpha women. They've mm-hmm. got their shit together. They have their own life. And so he's saying he's established this new pattern. It's mainly for himself, but it's working really well with the women that he's seeing. So he went out with this woman on a first date and he didn't text her to follow up. Like she, I think the next day she wrote, I had a really great time, right? Mm -hmm. And then he didn't text back that day. He waited a whole day to text her back. And he's like, I wasn't trying to do this as a game. I really just wanted to think and take in before... I spoke and he's like, before I actually could write her back, she wrote me again. And so we're actually having a call tomorrow because I want to break this down because I typically wouldn't advise that right. to do that. Mm-hmm. But I am thinking that with alpha women, maybe if you know that there's an attraction there, mm-hmm. for sure, that both of you had a good time on a date, sure, I do think that is more beneficial as long as it's not a game that you're playing mm-hmm. and it's really that you are taking time to think about it? Anyway, I want to hear what you think about that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I would say that, at least in my experience, that's probably the exception. Not so much the rule. And He's done this with three women and they come chasing. They do. But what I see on the longer stretch, right? When it's two, three, four, five months, they're chasing. So with alpha women, as you well know, controlling this can become an issue real fast, right? It's always yep. something to be like uncoupling from our, our DNA, like overtaking, and which is very easy to do in the home because generally speaking, the mom or wife yeah. runs wife. more of the home, okay? And so mm-hmm. if she is doing like more of the work on the front end, right? then I would think that it starts to be very difficult to establish masculine and feminine roles because alpha women, we have a lot of masculine energy that comes out really naturally yeah. and really easily, which is great for owning our business, for you know all kinds of things, getting shit done, right? But in the home, if we take that masculine hat, then he doesn't get to have it. And then that's where mm-hmm. things start to fall apart. So the dynamic that we work with most frequently we call them tornadoes and inchworms mm-hmm. the women are tornadoes which is probably explanatory and the men are inchworms they're mm-hmm. very methodical they're very you know they take their time and so the man that you're talking about it makes if he's an interim it makes sense that he would be like i want to be he's doing the work right he's doing the hard work so i want to be thoughtful i want to really consider how this is going and i'm sure it feels good to be a little and be Perthead. like, Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But I'm hunching that there's like a tricky space to make sure that's being navigated really well, that he is showing up with his masculine energy, that he's making he decisions and you know what I mean? So from the general audience, if 90% of the people are really doing their work, the conversation shifts in a big way. If people mm-hmm. aren't doing the heart work and they're replaying the same relationship after same relationship after same relationship then the call to action looks a little bit different, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear what you're saying. I'm doing a whole call with him tomorrow because I'm like, I want to dive into this more with you of. see like what you have been seeing. Because yeah. I do know that when he goes on the dates, he is definitely establishing his masculinity. Yeah, perfect. And he also knows that this kind of correspondence is not going to fly later on mm-hmm. down the road. Yeah. It's going to have to tighten up a little bit. But I think in the beginning stages, I guess actually... It's working. It's kind of beneficial for him. I love him. it. It's working. But only certain people can have that. And so that's the hard thing to sort of explain yes. to others. Like You have to have something in the recipe there for this mm-hmm. to work. So I don't know. I'm going to dig into it a little bit more. but
2: But it is something to play with, right? For listeners to totally. be like, Okay, well, I'm going to go on, you know, six new dates this month, right? I'm going to try three this way and three mm-hmm. in another way and just sort of feel it out do and it sit with it and yeah, and see what works, literally. Yep.
1: Yeah. Like as we were saying before, somebody sitting in front of you, you like that energy and how it feels. But to really take time to think about it, yeah. do I want to see them again? Right? Yeah. It's really nice and it's like an immediate thing for you to just text somebody. But that shows investment, right? Mm-hmm. So really be careful about your correspondence of am I invested and in, do I want to see them again? And mm-hmm. then when you decide that, say, yeah, I'm going to text them now. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll set up another date. So yeah, thank you so much for sharing mm-hmm. your opinion. On yeah, heck yeah. All right, I'm going to wrap up the show. But for guys who are listening, I think that like what Sean is teaching is amazing work. And actually, once we get off this podcast, I'm going to invite her to come on for a master class with me. And hopefully she's going to say yes. But yeah, please go check out Sean Haywood and go to Reimagine Love if you want more information about reimagining love. Is it just reimaginelove.com? It is. It is. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Wonderful branding. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on the show. This is great.
2: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me.
1: I'm just so appreciative. Yeah. And Kristen, thank you so much. Thank you for (laughs)
0: being so patient with all the words that I had to say. I'm so grateful.
1: She's in a new relationship. She's just taking it all in right now. She didn't have anything snarky to say to you. That's why. That's why. But yes, Kristen from Kristen and Chill, who is going to up your bantering game by teaching you how to be as playful as you can be, which is a very masculine, fun way to be. So definitely go check out Kristen and Chill and then go check out Love my it. site, my YouTube channel, winggirlmethod.com. If you want to learn anything else about women in the female perspective of what they want, what they're attracted to, what they desire, all of that good stuff. New episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Please go and subscribe to our show. Do not waste your time downloading individual episodes when you could be using that time to date amazing women. You guys are awesome. We'll see you next week.